welcomes you to Up Close, a weekly public affairs program presented by Z1077 News. You're invited to call in with your questions and comments. Our call-in number is 366-8471. Now, your host for Up Close, Gary Danielle. Well, thank you, mystery announcer, wherever you are. And welcome to the Z1077 Up Close Show on this beautiful June 16, 2023. I'm your host for Up Close, Gary Danielle. Our producer is Michelle Alley. Our phone number for you to call, 760-366-8471. And our guest in studio today, Ken Lane, the editor and publisher of Desert Oracle Magazine and host of Desert Oracle Radio. Ken, welcome back to Z1077. Delighted to have you with us. This morning. Thank you, Gary. Oh, wait, i got to make sure I got your mic. Ah, here we go, that button. Welcome back. Now they've let me in. Thank <laughs> you, Gary. It's good to be back in the station. Yeah, delighted to have you. I want to have a, I want to have a little fun with you today, but first I want to, I want to go back uh, a little basics. Tell us a little bit about what Desert Oracle magazine is and how long you've been publishing that. That's really what started the whole phenomenon. That's what I call it now, the Desert Oracle Phenomenon. The phenomenon. Yeah. Well, it started in, uh, at the beginning of 2015, uh, the magazine, and it's a small pocket-sized print magazine that is all about the history and folklore and the strange tales that people tell around campfires at desert campgrounds. And it has a, a very bright yellow cover. Uh, it's intentionally based on some of the old uh, 50s and 60s guidebooks to the desert that a lot of the small presses in the Southwest used to make. And so that's when it started, and that was uh, 2015. So, uh, and then a couple years later, uh, we started the radio show right here. Right here. And now, uh, how many stations are you on? I don't know exactly. <laughs> um, a swag. Give me a guess. It's let the last time I had a firm number it was thirteen. Okay, All and right. it was such a lucky number. I've kind of uh, stopped counting. A lot of them are are very very small community radio stations um, that uh, are robo stations. They're called. So it's something that maybe one person has been doing right. or for a. a uh, a kind of community project, yeah. and some of them I can tell they're still on because I can click on their stream and listen to them. But I don't know if there's anyone there anymore. <laughs> there's a lot of those ghost stations, especially with technology now. You can run a radio station completely remotely. Uh, at this one, we chose to have actual real people who talk into microphones. This one's full of people. <laughs> I can tell you what the temperature is outside <laughs> and that there's a crash on the highway. So we like doing that. So uh, so Desert Oracle was started back in 2015 as a, as a pocketbook. And uh, if you want to subscribe to that, DesertOracle.com. Yeah, that's okay. the website. And that also yeah. has all the podcasts from the radio show. Yeah. Now, tell us about Ken Lane. Where did you come from, Ken? Ken, what part of the country were you brought up in? Uh, I am from New Orleans, Louisiana, originally. Okay. But I have been, I've lived, I think, this the high desert, this is the longest I've ever lived anywhere in my life. Okay. So uh, I've been here on and off for 15, 16 years. So you've put down your roots along with uh, the Joshua trees. 
Yes, yeah. yes. Lots of, uh, 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 lo- lo- lots of thin roots like yeah. a Joshua tree. Well, let's have a little fun this morning. Uh, Desert, right. Desert Oracle, as you mentioned, tells a story of that people tell around campgrounds. And, and we've got Yucca Man, and we've got ghosts, and we've got UFOs. So what we would like you to do, listeners, is call us at 760-366-8471 and tell us about your strange desert experience. Call now, 760-366-8471. We want to hear from you. Maybe uh, maybe Ken Lane wants to uh, find out more about your experience uh, that you had in the desert. Now, what are the, some of the more unusual ones that you've had reported to you, Ken? Well, I'm thinking about things that people have told me uh, in person, uh, which are my favorite, the the things that people kind of come up at the end of an event or something and say, I've never really told anyone this, but uh, there was a guy in Wonder Valley who uh, was talking to me after a event, I think at the Historical Society some years ago. I've always remembered this one. And he's, he says, I'm sure you've heard of this kind of thing. And he says, it was really hot out, so I was, I had fallen asleep looking at the stars in a lawn chair outside, like a pool chair. And I woke in the night, and while it was totally silent, I was utterly surrounded by small balls of light that were moving all around me. And I sat there stunned as they sort of tumbled all around me and then went to the end of the lawn chair and tumbled down the sand and disappeared into the desert. Mm. And he says, so what's that? I said, you're going to have to ask God, man. I don't know what that is. Or what were you smoking when you went to sleep? Well, you know, I try try not to discriminate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because uh, I read a lot of historical UFO reports. I'm always looking for them in newspapers from decades well, let's ago. Well, co- let's come back to the historic UFO reports because our desert here has always been a center for people who are interested in UFOs. We've got George Van Tassel. We've, yep. got, we've got the Integratron, which if, if you have not had a chance to experience yet, Get up to the Integratron. Oh, George is gone. George went home. Yeah, yeah. but they with uh, the space people. But the Carl sisters do a remarkable work there, and if you got visitors, you got to go to that. But uh, so this, we've always had a a large UFO aficionado uh, group here in in the Morongo. Yeah, yeah. The high desert is always attracted. Yeah. Now, at the radio station, we often get calls about strange lights yeah. and that kind of stuff. But we also live right next to the largest Marine Corps base in the, in the United States right. of America who have an expeditionary airfield and do training. So I, I suspect a lot of those things we see could be military-related. Yeah. And but, what's yeah. The, I mean, the usual thing that people see if they're not familiar with the area, like the, the pop singer... Uh, Keisha or Kesha. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, a year or two ago, she it was in the press because I have Joshua Tree in my news alerts. So any or I used to, I finally turned it off. Uh, and she said she saw these brilliant yellow orbs that were just sitting there over the mountain, and then gracefully went toward her. Honey, those are flares. 
you know we but <laughs> and I love seeing flares they're they're nice to look at but people get angry when you tell them that we do have training missions all the time on the base and those are parachute flares and they're illuminating the ground underneath and that's that when when marines are going to make their their big strike it's often going to be under cover of darkness and that's what the flares are for all right let's get to the phones and uh robert you're on the radio good morning yeah hello gary hello uh, robert what's uh, your comment today well i have a comment because of the uh uh alien spaceships or whatever uh, back in 1994 uh Hey, hey Robert, 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 can I yes, ask sir? you? Can I ask you to actually back away from your cell phone about two or three inches so we can hear you a little more clear? Okay. Sure, got it. There we okay. go. So go ahead and uh, what were you saying? Well, I was just going to share a, a alien story. To me, it's the only thing I've ever saw myself back in 1994 at a. I was at a fraternal uh, organization, and I was outside. As a door watcher keeper, and over the mountains in Twenty Nine Palms, I I saw this ball of light like you see on the news now. They're showing these round balls of light chasing each other, and it came from like over in Indio Palm Springs up against the mountains here in Twenty Nine Palms. Uh, one followed another, and they started chasing each other. They go off in thousands of miles an hour all the way out. Uh, west to Yucca Valley, and then they come back and they'd be chasing each other, and they'd stand in formation at times, and they chase each other. It went on for about for about eight, ten minutes, maybe, and I never could get an explanation for that. So it's just it was my personal phenomena. Right. I held it in. Oh, that's wild! Yeah. When when they disappeared, did did they just blink out or fly away or? They flew. They flew away out of sight. They just flew, and they were huh. in no time out of sight. That sounds like a and that. That, that reminds me of uh, when Jimmy Carter was running for president. He's one of two presidents that had a, a UFO sighting. He made public. He was standing outside a fraternal organization in a small town in Georgia uh, with a couple <laughs> of guys. Oh my God! Yeah, and this big kind of egg-shaped thing uh, went by and hovered there and they all stood there in shock and talking about it and uh, it was around for a couple of minutes and took off and he uh, he said it shook him. So there you go Robert, you share an experience with an ex-president. That's right. Yeah, I did. Yeah. My God, that's crazy. Yeah. Right, These were, may I add, they were just like perfectly round balls of light. And uh, several people saw it. Most of them are all gone by now. Elderly people. But, uh, thank you. All right, thanks, thanks, Rob. You have a great day. So that's a, and that is a, the type of stories that, that that we are hearing and that you're hearing uh, at, at Desert Oracle. Yeah. Um, I, I, we get a, f- a couple of phone calls a year about people talking about a low hum at the here in the Lander. Right, have right. You, have you heard anything the about Lander's that? The Lander's hum. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a thing? Uh, well, I've heard I've heard a little bit yeah. of it. There are uh, there's probably the best known uh, high desert hum is the Taos hum uh, uh, around the old Pueblo in New Mexico. There's been all sorts of 
uh, investigations, trying to find out what it is. People have all sorts of ideas. Uh, we're one thing is we're surrounded by stuff that hums and vibrates. And yeah, these, there's transformers yeah, and there's tran- wires and air conditioners. Yeah, are yeah. one of the. Uh, I remember uh, when I first lived in Joshua Tree years ago, there was someone about ten acres away from me who had an air conditioner, and if I was in my little office in just the right place, it sounded like a, a dental drill. And it was just incredibly loud, and it took me months to figure out where it was coming from. Uh, but these these hums like the Lander's hum are supposed to be coming from out of the ground. People say. Oh. So um, I have I have not been shown any any evidence to explain what it is. But uh, around Goat Mountain, especially, there's uh, 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 people who are bothered for years by some sort of what they call an underground hum. And if you had a strange or unexplained experience, want to talk about it with Ken Lane from Desert Oracle, give us a call right now at 760-366-8471. We're going to take a quick little break. We'll be back with more of the Z1077 Up Close Show after these brief messages. At Morongo Basin Community Health Center, your health is our priority. That's why we have medical specialists, including chiropractic, behavioral health, and now dermatology, available right here in our convenient Yucca Valley and 29 Palms clinics. Make an appointment today. Call 760-365-9305 or log on to our new website, morongobasinhealth.org. Morongo Basin Community Health Center, a program of Morongo Basin Healthcare District. Visit Tortoise Rock Casino for an unforgettable night of music. This Friday, the Live at the Rock free concert series features one of these nights, the ultimate tribute to America's favorite band, the Eagles. Friday at 8 p.m. at Tortoise Rock Casino. Admission is free. Saturdays in June win big with the Sizzlin' Summer Stash Big Wheel Giveaway. You could win up to $10,000 cash. See website for details. And join us at Tortoise Rock Casino for the third annual 4th of July Spectacular. Tortoise Rock Casino. This place rocks. At Charmin, we heard you shouldn't talk about going to the bathroom in public, so we decided to sing about it. When you're rolling Charmin, up just off on the party. Let's just most so roll it back, everybody. Charmin's irresistibly soft and hella nice. A grip is always sucked. It's our party Ultra Soft is irresistibly soft and more absorbent, so you can use less. Enjoy the go with Charmin. Kelly Blue Book is the one-stop shop for pricing, fixing, selling, and instant cash offering. Instant cash offer is exactly what it sounds like. An official offer to buy or trade your car. Just enter your VIN or license plate. Answer a few questions about your car's history and what kind of condition it's in. In minutes, you'll receive an offer to sell or trade your car that you can be sure is fair. Then choose a dealer to purchase your car and schedule a time to meet. For all of the it's, kbb.com. Spoil the men in your life this Father's Day. Take them to a brunch focused on them. Mara 29 Palms is the perfect place from barbecue to boozy. Start out with eggs, potatoes, and all the meats. Served family style along with pastries, fruit and cheeses, salads. Oh, but we're not done. Choose an entree. Carolina barbecue ribs, hold brisket sandwich, mascarpone and raspberry stuffed French toast. And for the boozy part, bottomless mimosas and white sangria. Kids under five eat free. Serve 10 to 2. Make your reservation now on 
Open Table, Mara, Downtown 29 Palms. I always love advertising that talks about the boozy part. Well, we are back with the Z1077 Up Close Show. I'm Kerry Dineau. Our guest in studio today is Ken Lane, the editor and publisher of Desert Oracle Magazine and the host of Desert Oracle Radio. To have a little fun today, talk about experiences you may have had. We talked about some things that people have talked about here in the Morongo Basin. And we're going to hear more from our listeners. We'll go right now to AJ. And AJ, you're on the radio with Ken Lane. Hi. Hi. My story actually um, is perhaps supports one of Ken's theories that uh, UFOs might not be extraterrestrials, but maybe Yetis or terrestrial beings from the past. I was in Marin County in 2020 in August when uh, a large fire started in Sonoma, and there's this cloud, like a volcano exploding. And out of the cloud shoots a sphere, a shiny sphere, moving at a speed that I would not think of as a normal aircraft. It's the only time in my life I saw what I would think of as a UFO, but to me it was like a, an inhabitant of the forest that was escaping. Ooh, an inhabitant of the forest that I was like escaping. That. I like that. Ooh, we, we like that. Uh, was this daytime or, or nighttime? About 2 p.m. Daytime. So it was a broad Full daylight and, and coming, out of, coming out of the wildfire smoke. I opened up my uh, air traffic tracker immediately and saw nothing... On the tracker. Oh, that's a good habit to do uh, for for potential UFO watchers. If you have something like Flight Radar Twenty Four or one of those, uh, you can just open your phone and see is is there an enormous aircraft over you? And if there's nothing there on the phone, but there's something over you uh, for real, either they're coming to get you, <laughs> uh, or that's that's an aircraft you're not supposed to see. Um, there is a... simple answer... What's that? The simplest answer is, of course, that it's human, but in the moment, it was a real UFO experience. I was like, wow, that well, is something sure. I did not expect to see. If it's, if it's unidentified, uh, that's, uh, you, you're not making any other claims. Uh, and there is a long correlation between... Bigfoot monster stories and what we now call UFO stories. Uh, and it drives yeah. the people who who strongly believe in, in E.T. crazy. They don't want any Bigfoot in their alien ships. Because that ah. that's, that's the part that they don't like. It's okay if it's a spaceman, but... Uh, but the the reality, like uh, even in the mountains uh, just outside of Palm Springs, is fireballs, unexplained lights, and monsters often go together, and, and long before we were building airplanes. All right. Hey, thanks for calling up, AJ. We appreciate that. Sure. Right. Bye-bye. So, uh, Ken, uh, one of the more common local legends is probably Yucca Man. Yeah. And, and what have you heard about Yucca Man, and are there any theories or investigation going on? Well, Yucca Man is the name that became attached to our local Sasquatch Bigfoot, right. what the paranormal writer uh, John Keel, who wrote the Mothman Prophecies, described as uh, BHMs, Big Hairy Monsters. <laughs> and he found that they're just about everywhere. So every region uh, has their own pretty much every BHM legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So some of the ones near us, we have uh, Tokwitz uh, in Tokwitz Canyon down in Palm Springs. So they've named the, the Sasquatch there. 
what what that's the the name of one of the major streets in Palm Springs and Canyons tacos. is named after the monster. Monster oh. comes first. Oh, the monster yeah. was first. So Taquits refers specifically yeah. to that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. So thanks, and Ken. So people have seen straight now. Taquits yeah. uh, was a uh, 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 shaman in in the ancient days who performed black magic. This is a, the legend of the uh-huh. Coahuila. Uh, and uh, turned into both a monster and or a green hovering fireball. Mm. Uh, so if you're walking Tokwitz Canyon and there's a green fireball hovering in front of you, uh, well, don't run. It's probably too hot to run. You don't want to have a heart attack, but uh, back away slowly. Okay, that's just like if it's a bear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, don't, don't run. Just, just stand your ground, etc. Uh, now here, here in the Morongo Basin, what's the most vivid description you've ever heard of our own BHM? So the the best stories come from the base, uh, early seventies. In the early seventies, the base was just starting to grow. It grew a lot during the Vietnam War, and there were guard shacks. Uh, there was a guard shack on the eastern, it's, n- it's a closed entrance now, but there was a dirt road that ran through on the Wonder Valley side, and there was a guard shack there. Story was, 1973 or so, guy sitting in there by himself listening to the radio, and he hears footsteps. And so he gets his flashlight and walks out, walks all the way around, moonless night hears the footsteps again they're always behind him so he finally kind of bravely goes towards the yucca trees which is what gives uh, our our sasquatch creature its name it looks ah. like a great big yucca plant with okay. its arms hanging around um and as we know you know in the 60s 70s people would sort of call joshua trees and yucca trees uh the the same thing yeah uh back and forth so it got the name yucca man well the story was that they found this guy when the shift changed passed out in the sand with the barrel of his service revolver bent and uh, when they woke him up he had the story of yucca man Uh, there's also one picture of yucca man that's from jumbo rocks campground Okay, that's right, literally behind my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you need to you need to watch out. Uh, well, this guy, no, you've, this you've, li- you've lived me. there a long time, yeah, so yeah. I'm sure uh, Yucca Man has accepted you and also likes to listen to the radio. <laughs> well, thank you very much. So, uh, if you haven't had an experience with Yucca Man or something else you want to hear about, it seven six zero three six six eight four seven one. I want to go back to the UFOs. We were talking about yeah. that a little bit. And of course, we have the whole George Van Tassel phenomenon. Uh, that was an amazing thing. My aunt lived out in Yucca Valley. Uh, I'm talking during the heyday of George Van Tassel. And she was an absolute, I won't say freak, but she was very, very, very interested in UFOs. Oh. And she went to all of those conventions. Yeah, the, she, the giant rock uh, flying saucer meetups. Yeah. And she would uh, describe to us, us, us little kids, because I think I was only seven or eight 
at the time. Uh, this, all this, all these people who would be there and what they were talking about, and she would give her layman's version of what happened at at at, uh, at Giant Rock with the UFOs and the contacting George Van Tassel and giving him the instructions for the Integraton. So all that going on. You probably have heard far more vivid descriptions of UFOs. What's the most interesting thing that you've heard here locally in the Morongo Basin? Well, George Van Tassel, he was a quality control engineer uh, for Howard Hughes Aircraft Company. That was his last straight job, you could say, before he moved out here and opened an airport uh, once his his old buddy uh, Frank Kreitzer uh, died in a in a battle with uh, sheriff's deputies under giant rock when they came after him and all of his furniture as was often true of old miners all of his furniture was made out of boxes of dynamite covered in mexican blankets because he was always blasting holes looking for gold looking for silver so when they came in there with guns blazing, boom! Yeah, That's, yeah. Old straight road Kreitzer. He cut most of the roads and landers and up and uh, on Pipes Canyon side, blew up. And George Van Tassel moved in there. Not long after, George Van Tassel said that tall Nordic aliens in blue superhero suits started appearing in his bedroom under the rock. And they took him up in the spaceship, and they told him the secrets of the universe. And he convinced quite a lot of people that he knew those secrets. His newsletter was published for 25 years, I believe. And at its height, 12,000 people showed up for the giant rock uh, UFO meetups. Now, I'm not going to poo-poo the legend of George Van Tassel. However, there are some people who say the man had built a motel and a restaurant at Giant Rock and... Needed to fill it. That is true. <laughs> and, uh, and and while uh, Mrs. Van Tassel's apple pie was highly regarded, uh, it was just one of many airstrips open to hobbyist uh, pilots in California at the time. Speaking of figures from that time, a notorious underground filmmaker, uh, one of the most storied characters of the counterculture and the occult underground kenneth anger he made movies like uh oh well he's also a magician and a ceremonial magician he made scorpio rising uh, that's that's one i'd recommend if you like biker movies uh bring over the Bring over the boys on their Harleys with a case of Modelo, you know, and watch Scorpio <laughs> Rising. You'll all love it. Uh, he wrote Hollywood Babylon, the famous book of scandals from early Hollywood that somewhat inspired the recent movie Babylon. And he worked for years on Lucifer Rising. That was his great satanic masterpiece that wasn't quite. Anyway, the kind of character... Uh, who has fascinated people for most of a century he lived out the last part of his life in yucca valley i've recently learned this he passed away in yucca valley so if anybody was aware of kenneth anger being here maybe you brought him some cupcakes or some uh satanic books or something you know on visiting day at the rest home let us know because that's uh 
That's an untold story. Yeah, uh, it's right going. there in the lead of the New York Times obituary. Kenneth Anger passed away in uh, Yucca Valley, a town near Joshua Tree National Park, said, said the newspaper. <laughs> it's all about near the Joshua Tree National Park. We have a caller. Let's go to him. And uh, Steve, you're on the radio with Ken Lane. How are you today? I'm doing good. Thank you. And your Thank comment you. today, Steve? Well, you know, I don't know if you're aware of the creation story uh, of the uh, Native Americans locally in uh, 29 Bombs. They claim that they were dropped off on top of um, uh, Queens Mountain there. And that's where they're, they're, they came they came to the area by being dropped off in some ships, I guess, spaceships. But that's where they started, and they came down and they settled in that area, uh, you know, from the spaceships. And then if you, if San Miguel, if the San Miguel Indians consider the uh, San Jacinto Mountains as really sacred, San Jacinto Peak, in fact, they claim that, um, that uh, there's a sacred place up on the mountain, and there's a water, it's uh, green, uh, uh, there's... Uh, there's animals up there, but if you try to take the pictures or, or you know, anything, you, they won't come out. You know, and they claim that that's their uh, sacred mountain, and that's where they originated. That's their origin story from that mountain, also. So the the place, the desert, the desert has a you know a long history of um, of uh, encounters with um, the unknown. All right. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a that's that, it's a great origin well, story. Well, thanks, Steve. We appreciate your call. You have a great day. Okay? Uh, you're and, welcome. Bye. And then uh, now you you also have occasion to talk to some of the local uh, Native Americans and the tribes. Uh, how much of the legend could be true, or what is what's, what's the your take on that origin story? My take is. As we all get farther away from storytelling culture outside, uh, younger people have less and less of these stories that they have direct experience with. Um, when you hear stories like this, you almost always hear you know, grandfather, grandmother, etc., and they go along with long sessions of storytelling and spending time outside so campground stories but camp yeah campfire stories yeah. it's a yeah. camp campfire stories are the oldest form of human entertainment you know except for probably uh sex i guess uh <laughs> which you, you could combine which both, got actually. a bad rap you know early on uh <laughs> in genesis uh but the the stories that go back to the root of, of any culture are ultimately oral histories. Are, that are have passed been, on, yeah, passed, passed, on, passed, on passed, passed on, passed on. And there's, it's just, we're, we're such a literal society now. You know, uh, everything has to be exactly what the word means or someone says, oh, I'm going to get Mythbusters on it or <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah. But language and storytelling should be more symbolic and so that it resonates and sticks with you uh one story i have heard not originally 
because it was told to a writer for Fate magazine in the 1930s was uh, that the Tembesha people of what's now Death Valley have a wonderful story of their ancestors who they separated from at some point from the mountaintop, uh, much like our last caller's uh, story talking about uh, high desert uh, tribal uh, origins. And that after Lake Manly, the great freshwater lake that was once there dried up, the ancestors had sky canoes and they would fly between the Panamints and the Funeral Mountains over the tribe when they were in good weather down sky by Furnace canoes. Creek. Sky yeah. Okay. yeah. okay. We may soon have those again. It's time. Sure. It's time. Yeah. They're good for the environment, too. So Steve's uh, uh, was telling us about an origin story for the local Native Americans that they were dropped off on top of Queen Mountain yeah. by some sort of spacecraft or some sort of conveyance and then uh, came down and started their community here in the high desert area. And you say the same sort of thing was is typical with Native American cultures and other parts well, of the Well, there's similar stories about ancestors coming down from mountains in almost every pre-industrial culture around the world. So, uh, the story of Moses is a m- mostly mythical story of a wise uh, leader ancestor who came down from the magic mountain and gave the society its laws. So each region has its own uh, coming down from the mountain and big hairy monsters. Yes. Okay, we have, we have that in common. Uh, something else I want to ask you about is we're o- we often hear about... Uh, not necessarily supernatural, but otherworldly forces. I'm talking about vortex. Okay, uh, we hear about the, the vortex in Sedona, the, the vortex in Joshua Tree, which is centered near mental physics. Uh, wh- what have you heard about those forces, and is there anything to that, or is it just a legend that was passed on and passed on and passed on? Well, there have always been spiritually charged spots anywhere on Earth. Uh, places where people over generations, often over thousands of years, will gather for specific uh, rituals, for for healing, for ceremonies. Uh, and as we moved inside, these things became more folkloric and mythical. But when we spent more time outside in the elements in nature... These were places that people returned to again and again. Stonehenge is one of those places. Almost every cathedral in Europe is built over an ancient pagan holy spring or a holy grove that was cut down by uh, the, the forces from Rome to try to drive out the old religions, and then they just plant a big cathedral there, and everybody knows where to go. Oh, we've been going here for, for centuries. So the the places that seem to draw people and have some sort of uh, magnetic power, I think we should take it seriously because there's usually a long historical record of people being there. Uh, As far as over by the retreat center, I have not personally felt uh, drawn by a vortex there, but Usually it's daytime and it's hot when I'm over there. I need to creep around at night. Have you ever been drawn by a vortex anywhere else? Yeah, you know, in Sedona, I really did. I, I've, I felt it there. 
uh, and I was a kid, I had not heard about the old stories that became the New Age folklore of the 1980s. I think it was the early 1980s, we had an overnight there uh, for a school trip when I lived in Phoenix going to the Grand Canyon. And it was just a very weird place. And of course, the people were very colorful and, and uh, a little more entertaining than they are now. Uh, in <laughs> mid-80s, uh, New Age Sedona. Uh, and at the Grand Canyon, I had a Polaroid camera, and I took some pictures, and I still have this picture. The only picture I've ever taken of anything that was weird, that even after many decades now I look at, what what is that, was taken on the South Rim, and there's something that looks like a, a kind of diamond-shaped prism uh, with sort of a cloud rays coming out of it, like a big blob of, of energy on, on my Polaroid. And when I showed it to uh, my parents when I got back, the first thing they said was, well, that's the sun. And then we had to figure it out, well, where was this? No, we were in the south looking north. It was winter, et cetera. So we figured out it wasn't the sun. I have no idea what it was. Uh, Polaroids were fun. You never knew and what you still have up. that picture? I still have it. Okay. Uh, well, are we going to see it in Desert Oracle magazine? Uh, you know, I posted it on the Desert Oracle radio blog uh, years ago. Um, it's still there. Everything's still there. If you're just joining us, we're talking today with Ken Lane, the editor and publisher of Desert Oracle Magazine and the host of Desert Oracle Radio, our guest today. We'd like to know what your experiences ha have been. Call us right now at 760-366-8471. If, if you're on hold, uh, be patient. We'll be right back with you. We're going to take a little break. We'll be back with more of the Z1077 Up Close Show. This is Cody Joseph from The Morning Show with Cody and Jeff. Sue's Health Foods is a regular stop for me. I can get staples there that I can't find at the grocery store. Everything from booch to nooch, as Jeff likes to say. Cashews in bulk, miso paste, local honey, and sweet treats for my kids. They really like the fruit chews from the bulk bins. The bulk bins are probably our favorite part of the store. And the employees are always so friendly and helpful. We couldn't make half the recipes we love without the ingredients we get from Sue's. My family has been shopping there for years, and the quality and care we have gotten has always been top-notch. I love going there, and I love supporting a local business that has given so much to our community for so many years. Sue's Has the dream of homeownership felt just out of reach for you? Make this the year that your dream comes true. This is Patty Brown, a.k.a. the Lone Lady or the Queen of Green. Don't be afraid to make the first step and pick up the phone. You've got questions? We've got answers and no obligation. We also do home improvement loans in case you need cash for a honey-do list, property taxes, a basic remodel, or a whole house overhaul. Call me today at 365-7003. The Lone Lady, we want to be your real estate lender. Just because high prices are hurting your grocery budget doesn't mean your family needs to eat cereal for dinner. Stop by your neighborhood grocery outlet and make it a steak night. 
We have an amazing selection of meats, including beef, pork, and chicken, all within your family's budget. But that's not all. Grocery Outlet is your one-stop shop for all your grocery shopping needs, with savings of up to 40 to 70%. Stop by today for deals you won't believe. Grocery Outlet Bargain Market. It is 1045 in the Morongo Basin. I'm Gary Dineau, the host of the Z1077 Up Close Show. Our producer is Michelle Alley, and our phone number for you to call is 760-366-8471. Our guest in studio today is Ken Lane from Desert Oracle, and uh, I think uh, my producer said we had a caller, but I can't find it on the phone. So if I could get a little technical help, I appreciate it. We, we bought a new phone system here a few months ago. Oh, I and I'm st- new phone. And I'm still figuring it out. So I'm still figuring it out. But I, uh, uh, so I was going to try to go to Steve, but, uh, I, oh, I guess he disconnected. So if, if you're listening, call up 760-366-8471. Now, you mentioned the picture that you took from the south rim of Grand Canyon uh, that had a, a, a very strange image. Now, you said that's the only picture you've ever taken of a yeah. personal experience, but I'm sure you have seen other pictures of people who send them in a desert oracle. Can you tell us what the, some of the remarkable images that you may have seen or have? I have not been impressed with any UFO pictures. Uh, almost all the well-known ones have a fairly good explanation if they look like something you might see in a science fiction movie. Um, hoaxes are common, of course, because you, you could get in the newspaper, you can get a million views on TikTok, whatever. So the I, I've had uh, a, a close encounter, and I bet a lot of people up here have. Wow, uh, let's hear is, about Ken Lane's close encounter. Well, it's, it's not something that happens often, and the thing, uh, the Close Encounters, this was the scale developed by J. Allen Hynek, uh, who was a Blue Book guy, a UFO investigator. Which is uh, where we got the expression Close Encounters of yes. the Third Kind. And so, he, was, yeah. he was a consultant for Spielberg on that movie as so, well. So what are first and second before we get so to So Close Encounters all have to be within 500 feet of the person. And... Roughly, that's of the word close. Is, yeah, yeah, close. Yeah. And here's why: because anything outside of that, especially lights at night, who knows? It could be anything. It's just it's very hard to make any sort of educated even guess about what you're seeing if it's just some distant lights in the sky. It doesn't mean they're not weird. It doesn't mean that they're not spooky or they. Uh, are uh, not behaving in a strange way but for Heineck and his researchers close encounter means it was basically close enough to run up and touch in a few minutes if if you needed to and the three kinds are uh, you see something that appears to be some sort of uh, intelligently controlled craft that's not an aircraft that's one Uh, the second one is you are aware of some sort of um, occupant uh, whether on the ground or in in the thing like the famous scene from close encounters where all the little aliens are coming out of the ufo the mothership (laughs) 
And a close encounter of the third kind is a direct contact with the entities that come along with the vision. So what kind of close encounter did Ken Lane have? So mine was, it was something that a lot of people in the desert southwest have encountered over the years, although they've been seen all over the world for hundreds of years, uh, was the, the black triangle. A uh, large, silent, hovering, kind of crackling with energy around it. It started off as a light on the horizon. As soon as my passenger and I noticed the light, suddenly this huge thing was right on top of us. No movement or anything. We just went from one stage of perception. Oh, there's a light on the horizon that's kind of dancing around to my god what is this thing so i pulled off the highway this was uh on the 395 headed out of the desert towards the eastern sierra uh past ridge crest on the way to the 190 that turns off to death valley so i pull over got out got under it just for a minute and it just vanished it was like a light turning off it was twilight so it was very distinct it was very big it's right overhead speaking of hum there was kind of a hum you know your hair sort of stood up on your arms and the back of your neck and it vanished and that was almost 25 years ago and you had someone uh, else with you, so you and i had someone else yeah yeah uh, so I had already been interested in the stories from the Southwest at that time because this was 2001. And it was not a new subject for me, so I was always suspicious of what I saw. I always thought, well, if I'm already kind of curious about this stuff, what are the chances it's going to show up right on top of you? Uh, but it, if, if, I, if I had to bet my life on what it wasn't, it was any sort of airplane with an engine. Uh, it was something. I don't know how solid it was. I don't know if I could have reached right through it the way uh, old uh, Irish peasants talk about being able to reach right through a ghost that appears that mm -hmm. looks like a living human. Uh, but these have been seen quite a bit. And the famous Phoenix Lights incident of March 1997 was uh, a series of huge boomerang-shaped and black triangle-shaped silent, low-flying things that were just everywhere. And, of course, in that general region of the country, we've got the Groom Lake and Area 52. and So who knows yeah. what kind of aircraft that could or could not have been. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Certainly people do see a lot of things around bases. Yeah, we get... It happens here. Uh, we get probably once a month or so, We uh, the social media goes crazy because somebody doesn't know what Starlink is. Right, right. Yeah. And oh, they look it's, so it's cool. It's a row of lights. So they're, they're in formation. Is yeah. I remember the first time I saw them, I had read about them, but to actually see them, it looks like a wagon train going through the stars. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Okay, we're going to take one more break. We're going to be back with the final portion of our show. Again, we'd like to hear your story of the strange, supernatural, or unusual. Or anything about Kenneth Anger. Or anything about Ken Lane. We'll, we'll be right back. <laughs> Award-winning country sensation Lee Bryce is back. One of them girls that ain't trying to meet nobody. You're just here. Live in concert. I like 
Friday, June 16th, 8 p.m. Fantasy Springs Resort Casino. A night filled with all the hits. ACM and CMA Award winners. Friday, June 16th, 8 p.m. Fantasy Springs Resort Casino. On sale now at FantasySpringsResort.com, 1-800-827-2946. Visit LeeBryce.com for more. The new smoking Triple Stack at Firehouse Subs. Stacked with honey ham, smoked turkey, and slow-smoked brisket, it's one of their meatiest subs ever. To top it off, a portion of every purchase helps provide life-saving equipment to first responders across the country. So at Firehouse Subs, they don't just make subs, they make subs that are big, bold, and craveable. They make their subs differently because their subs make a difference. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs, save more lives. Home Depot Center, Yucca Valley. Community pharmacies do still exist. The biggest advantage they have is the ability to give you more personal attention. The staff at Star Pharmacy get to know their customers. It's easier to ask questions when you know your pharmacist. Star Pharmacy also carries durable medical equipment, wheelchairs, walkers, and other health aids. A full range of supplements to boost your immune system, even meds for your pet. Visit your local Star Pharmacy across from the post office in Joshua Tree. So, you say your dad has everything. What could you possibly get him for Father's Day? Well, I bet he doesn't have one of these. This Saturday, visit Desert Musts. They have the coolest table made of rebar reinforced cement that actually has a grill in the center of it. It doubles as an ice chest, too, or put the centerpiece back in for a flat surface. Normally, by appointment only, Desert Musts will be open this Saturday from 10 to 4. Go ahead, bring him, let him pick the color. Ask how you can get free delivery and even set up Desert Musts at the west end of Yucca Valley on Kickapoo behind 7-Eleven. And we are back with the Z1077 Up Close Show. Five minutes left in our program. Our guest in the studio today is editor and publisher and host of Desert Oracle and Desert Oracle Radio, Ken Lane. And uh, Ken, uh, uh, now, Desert Oracle has an interesting history, fascinating history. It started out as a, a little local publication that was just something that you did just to try or a whim or what was the what was the the idea that started the publishing of desert oracle radio the idea was for my last 10 years or so of my journalism career so to speak uh, i was living in the in the desert and writing all the time about stuff happening in New York and Washington and I wanted to I wanted to do my work here. About what was happening here. All right, let's go to the phones real quick. And Randy you're on the radio. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, uh first I'd just like to say it's great to hear Ken at ten AM instead of ten PM <laughs> Yeah, he's barely awake. Yeah, I'm barely alive. We, we had to get an I V for coffee. So well, well, anyway, and thank you, Gary, for having Ken with you today, because it's a real treat. I've missed his uh, talks, but I've always been trying to uh, hunt it down. And my question to Ken is, uh, are you considering a volume two hardback of your stories? Oh, thank you, and, and, and thanks for uh, calling. 
Um, there will eventually be a volume two of the Desert Oracle uh, Almanac, I guess, the hardcover that uh, uh, is now in paperback on uh, Picador Books. A lot of the local shops stock it. Uh, but I have to, I have to generate, I have to generate more content, as they say in the in the the, the entertainment business, uh, because I used all my favorite stuff in the first book, and <laughs> that was five years worth of stuff. So probably another, I need to do another couple years of the quarterly magazine, and and a lot more radio shows. Okay, Randy. Yeah, yeah. Thank you guys so much. Thank and you. Good luck with everything. Oh, you have a great day. We'll be listening. All right. Appreciate it. Thank okay. You. That's Randy. So uh, we start out with a, a pocketbook. Uh, we uh, go to a, a syndicated radio show. I'm happy to say we st- started right here in Joshua Tree. That's right. Yeah. And this is still and where seen, it originates. I've seen stories about you in the New York Times in Washington. It's really become quite a phenomenon. Then you did the hardcovers. What's next? The Desert Oracle movie? Well, if you <laughs> if you live within three hours of Los Angeles, uh, especially in a place with so many vacation rentals, <laughs> you will eventually meet dozens and dozens of people who have some minor role in uh, Hollywood who always want to take you to dinner and uh so you get some dinners out of it and they're all looking for original uh, content yeah they all want something and and it and at best they want it for nothing so <laughs> nothing like that has happened yet uh what i hope to do next is what i used to do before the pandemic which is i used to do monthly campfire stories fun okay. which were so fun uh, we used to do them in Palm Springs, and now I'm going to try to do them up here. So be looking for uh, the return of Desert Campfire Stories with Ken Lane and Desert Oracle. If you want to subscribe, go to DesertOracle.com. And if you want to f- listen to Desert Oracle Radio, it's every Friday at 10 o'clock right here on Z1077. That is going to do it for the Up Close Show. Next week, join me as we talk to the superintendent of schools. Until then, thanks for listening. Drive carefully, and God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.